When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We did it, everybody. We made it through another week. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's Steve's last day in Burbank. What'd you do yesterday? Rainy. It's gross here. It's rainy. Oh, really? It's cloudy. A little chilly. Follow up question. Sure. Have more of the trees during this week? Have more of the trees bloomed? Have leaves come out? Do they look more prevalent? Mm, a little bit. They're a little more bulby. Okay. 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 That's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to say, oh my gosh, everything has popped. It's so green everywhere you look. All it's the getting trees there. Are green. It's getting there. My lawn, I mean, my lawn is destroyed. I'm sure a lot of people like there is so much plowing going on. It's almost impossible not to have your lawn kind of torn up a little bit. Um, So my lawn is like brown and green. Sure. And that's going to change over the coming weeks. I'm really hoping, Steve. I hope so, too. Man, well, my real hope is I want to get home and I want there to be the, the trees that I left that didn't have leaves. I want there to be leaves on them. Please, please, please. I'm please, praying please, for please, you, please, Steve. Please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thoughts and prayers of America. Absolutely. Thank you. Lord, hear our prayer. I got a magnolia <laughs> that's going to pop any day. I'm Ooh, really looking forward to that. I have a magnolia as oh, well. Are you Are you seeing those buds? Like they're about to pop on that first bloom where it's like no leaves, but just massive flowers. I did not notice that yet. I, I just see branches. <laughs> I, I have these buds that like they're full flower buds and you can see them just starting to peel open. Oh, nice. And I'm waiting for a good oh, pe- patch nice. of like sun after this rain and it's going to. Pop right Pop. open. Maybe that's it. Maybe this last thing of rain, because they've had good moisture. The trees and the plants, they've mm-hmm. had a lot of good moisture, especially with all the snow melt that we had. And so, yeah, it just a stretch of some sun and some warmth. Yeah, we'll get the there. Soil temperature it's going to be perfect. Warm. It's going to be great. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Uh, hey, the biggest um, pop culture story that broke yesterday was the uh, death of Jerry Springer, which was surprising to a lot of people who didn't know he was ill. Um yeah, he it had a brief. Like we've had a, a trend of some celebrities who have secretly battled cancer, and you don't find out yeah. about the battle. Norm Macdonald so, was another example of yeah. that. Yeah. Norm Macdonald, uh, earlier this week, Len Goodman from Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. Jerry Springer, um, and then you go all the way back to um, Chadwick Boseman. That yes, his shocking Steve. passing, and we were like, "What? He was sick." And so right. it's interesting that. Well, how about uh, even John Travolta's wife? Kelly, um, mm-hmm. Preston. Preston, thank you. Um, you know, 
who was dealing with breast cancer and nobody knew. Um, well, Jerry Springer uh, had a uh, brief battle with pancreatic cancer. Uh, he was 79. And of course, his TV career was just epic. And he always had a sense of humor about it, I would say. But prior to that, he was on the Cincinnati City Council, but he had to resign in 1974 after admitting to soliciting a prostitute. He got caught because he paid her with a personal check. Rookie move. And uh, he made out to sex. (laughs) I know. It's like, yeah, what do you put in the memo? She probably had the receipts, but then he was reelected the following year and was even chosen to serve one year term as the mayor of the city. That was in 77. And um, he, you know, he also did some news stuff, some TV news anchoring, I believe, or reporting. And um, yeah. And then his TV show. Wow. How long was that on the air? Let's look at that for a second. Seven years. That is unbelievable. That show, and he had said at some point that that show, the guests on the show, did were not fake. None of that stuff was staged. To which I say, hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> Indeed. Right. But um, he was beloved. Jerry Springer, um, sending shock, his death sending shockwaves through the uh, daytime TV industry. Lots of tributes poured in from other talk show hosts who knew Jerry. Maury Povich said he was shocked and saddened. He was a friend and a colleague. He was, um, in his own way, a unique showman. Have you ever had the opportunity to to interview him, Steve? You know, it's funny. I don't think so. I feel like he was at a red carpet that we were at at some point, but I, I don't I don't recall talking with him. He's he was very very nice, very friendly, very funny. It's interesting because um, L.A. longtime entertainment uh, reporter Sam Rubin mm-hmm. from the KTLA Morning News, yep. he had a write-up yesterday, and I thought it was, it was sort of interesting because Jerry would come on their show um, in downtown Hollywood, and he, here's a little bit of what he said. He said he was the ringmaster in what was often an appalling circus, but Jerry Springer had this amazing Teflon-like quality to him, and he goes on to write, and he says, as horrible as his show was, and it was awful, the sludge never <laughs> stuck to Jerry himself. And then he goes on to say how Jerry was always humble, always seemed grateful for his yes. success. He would tell stories with a smile. And he ends it by saying, many say that Springer's show paved the way for the overall coarsening of the culture. And that may well be true. A mixed legacy, to be sure. But Jerry really enjoyed his every moment in the sun. We will miss him. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. He also has said he never he never thought he was better than any of his guests. You know, um, just very going to the point of saying he was humble. Um, then he's got some uh, industry rivals are also uh, taking part in tributes. Geraldo Rivera said that they actually had a friendship off camera despite competing for ratings. Back in the day, Geraldo says Oprah was the catalyst who brought him and Jerry together, though it had been a few years since he last spoke with him and didn't know he was battling cancer either. Um, And then Steve Wilkos, who was his longtime bodyguard, ended up being on the show and ended up being, you know, they were 
very good friends. He is opening up about his final time seeing Jerry. He said it was a night they both got very emotional. But he says Jerry never let on that he was battling cancer. Uh, Steve spent 10 seasons working on the Jerry Springer show and uh, went on TMZ live yesterday after the news broke. And he says he he didn't mention anything, but he feels like that was Jerry saying goodbye to him. Hmm. Very, very hugged him harder than he's ever hugged him before. And they were reminiscing about the old times. Yeah, it's it's. It's interesting because obviously your heart breaks for um, for his family who, you know, they lost a family member. For his friends, they lost a friend. And in that same breath, as, as I was reading some from Sam Rubin, um, you look at the, the work. And I mean, I watched the show and Jerry, it's awesome to hear that he was a nice guy, a funny guy, a humble guy. And I just also think when you look back on that show... I wonder if he looks back on that with pride, because when you try to like think about the work that you do and what do you leave in the world, that's why Sam Rubin's review of it is so mixed. It's like it really did glorify the destructive behaviors of people, relationships imploding in just America, eating popcorn as affairs are put on blast and Mm -hmm. invariably people are fighting every time. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean... I, I would agree with Sam Rubin, an awful show that was bad for our culture. Call me old fashioned, but just right. go back well, and watch it. And Springer come back was with the, the ringmaster of the circus. He wasn't the big top tent. And at the end of the day, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, gladiator battles have existed in many forms throughout history. Yeah. And I think that as humans, we want to see the sludge. And so this glorification of it, does it have a like place? Should it be there? Uh, that's arguable, but I think, is there a market for it constantly? Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah, I and I hear you on that. There's always a market, but I don't think that knowing that there's a market or that there are people that will buy into it or buy it means it should be done. I don't think that qualifies no, yeah. it as good for right. us. Good for so society. Because it was right. like heartbreaking. And then everyone's just pumped when people get into the fight and somebody leaves crying and all of that. So as Sam said... I, I, that's why I was sort of taken by his his review because I was like, oh, Sam, you know, knows him, has interviewed him a lot, and it was like this really lovely man, and interesting that you hear all of those things, and then when you consider the work legacy that he yeah. left and and what caused all the success, it's like, ugh. Oh gosh, I want. Oh, we're so late. Um, I wanted Let's to read see. what he said when he was the um um doing the commencement speech at uh, Northwestern University. We'll take a break. We'll get to that. And then, um, oh, gosh, we've got so much. There's lots of movie news. So much today, uh, you guys. So let's get to it. We'll be right back. What's up, friends? It's Stevie Boy for my buddies over at the Canopy Group. Uh, They're saving people money today. They're doing, boy, they could make a lot of money out here because there are some guys. I saw more cars yesterday that just feel like they are too nice. They should only be in driveways. Uh, They could make a killing out here, but here's the bottom line whether you got a Rolls Royce or you've got a car that you've had for 20 years, it needs to be insured. We all know that, but I think a lot of us don't understand how much we might be paying for that insurance, uh, our homeowner's insurance as well. Maybe you've got a boat that you're busting out on the water this summer. All these things need insurance. So they're like, look, we get it. It's not sexy, but we'll make you save money. And a little more money in your pocket, that is kind of sexy. Here's how you can do it. You go to thecanopygroup.com, click get a quote, and then they have a team of 40 specialists who represent 16 different insurance companies. And some of them could be really specialized in exactly what you need. And they're gonna fight it out for your business with those other 16 companies. 
And so guess who ends up saving a lot of money there? You do, and all you've got to do is start the process. It's easy, it's free, by the way. TheCanopyGroup.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, mm-hmm. Steve Patterson. We got Ellie with us as well. Uh, we were talking about um, the surprising uh, death of Jerry Springer yesterday, and uh, we didn't get to it, but I thought this was real. Uh, it, if you were graduating from college and somebody said, Jerry Springer is going to be the commencement speaker, what would your thoughts be? Buckle up. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen uh, next. Why? <laughs> Um, well, in 2008, he was invited to do the commencement speech at Northwestern. And here's some of what he said to the graduating class. To the students who invited me, thank you. I'm honored. To the students who object to my presence, well, you've got a point. <laughs> I, too, would have chosen someone else. Let's be honest. I've been virtually everything you can't respect. A lawyer, a mayor, a major market news anchor, and a talk show host. Pray for me. If I get to heaven, we're all going. And, uh, you know, no, and no matter how much in, so, you know, at least it was, you know, fun and light. And then he probably had lots of words of wisdom, because if you recall, he ended his show with a final thought. And then the catchphrase, take care of yourself and each other. That's sweet. I like it. I like it too. I think it's a beautiful sentiment. It juxtaposes strangely, though. Take care of each other. I know, I know. On tomorrow's show, two cousins who are fighting over their aunt. You You almost wish that you can or could have asked him, why would somebody who had a respectable career in law in television in news why would you sign on to host this show is it the money money. yeah i would think money and i don't know if it started like that i don't know if i i don't know the origin story of the jerry springer show but i think of maury povich i I remember watching all this stuff as a kid right maury person on like when i stayed home sick from school right that was the, yeah, because then you're like, oh, now I'm watching, you know, Maury or Maury uh, for six you know, hours. Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, whatever. But I feel like Maury Povich's show, and so I wonder if the same thing happened with Springer. Maury Povich didn't start as mm-hmm. you, a DNA test. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It was like it happened on an episode. They got mm-hmm. good ratings. They said, let's do it again. And then pretty much the rest of it became You Are Not the Father and it was just very strange. Go ahead. So my best friend in college uh, applied for a job for the, on the Maury Povich show. And she 
really wanted it because she was told that the show was going to be a news-based show. And so she ends up getting the job. She's a producer on this show. She ends up leaving because she felt so gross at the end of every day that she did not want to be a part of it. Like they were sensationalizing and almost, I don't want to say tricking people, but doing a kind of bait and switch and getting guests on the show. You prime them. You kind of like separate them, tell them, so this other person's here and this is kind of their story and this is what they're saying. Do you need anything? Do you want like a shot to relax? We don't mind if you have a shot to relax. They do Mm. that stuff. Yeah, and in this case, it had to do specifically with a woman and breast implants that had uh, started to leak. And this woman was really sick, and it started out like, hey, we really want to tell your story. But then it got like, they threw a wrench in it or something, and that's when my friend was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out. I, I can't do this and go home every day and feel good about myself. But... The audience loves it. Sadly. The ratings were there. The ratings were there. That's the thing. That's the thing. And I think that's how some of these respectable people in the business get sucked into it. It's like, wait a second. I can make how much money? Right. No, I think that that's a very easy easy and alluring thing. And, you know, I'm coming out of this, uh, this week out here of having meetings and talking intentionally about, you know, what kind of work, and m- many of us do this, no matter what line of work we're in, but you know, you might be thinking like, what do I want my work to do? How do I want it to serve people? How do I want it to, what sort of energy am I trying to put out into the world? And so thinking intentionally about the work, I understand how maybe those guys did at the beginning and then it's like, oh, by the way, if we do this, your paychecks become quadruple what they are. And you have yes. a home here and you have a home in Chicago. You have and you have, ch- you have and- kids, you have a family and you know, it's yeah. very enticing for sure. Yeah. I guess we gotta go, Steve. What the We heck? keep running out of time. Bob We have our literally the most filled show outline that we've had in probably three or four weeks. And we haven't gotten to much of any of it yet. I know. So let's talk about John Krasinski's upcoming movie. This sounds adorable and the cast is amazing. We'll get to that story and more when we come right back on my talk. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. I know this sounds like a random topic to bring up, but, you know, it's one of those things that if you ever need it, you'll likely remember it because it'll be in the back of your mind. And what I am talking about is personal injury and making sure you remember the name of a good lawyer. That name is Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant, where making a positive difference in someone's life is what they are all about, especially at a vulnerable time in that person's life. Uh, If you or someone you care about has been or ever is injured as a result of an accident, you first need immediate medical attention, duh. But then, of course, you need someone on your side who's going to be fighting for you. Make sure you don't sign anything until you speak to an experienced attorney like Mike with Bradshaw and Bryant. It's not going to cost you anything to meet with him for free consultation and uh, he'll help you navigate through insurance forms help you understand your legal options and deal with any other questions you may have you can find mike bryant of bradshaw and bryant today at minnesotapersonalinjury.com hello (laughs) welcome back 
Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Hi. Sorry about that. Woo. Oh, hey there. Hey, a little late coming in here. I apologize. So, that, like by seconds. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay, good. Okay. You're special, everybody. Thank you. Happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Talk real slow at the beginning. Beat it up at the end. Getting better, Steve. It's getting better. Just in time. He's been out of office for eight years. <laughs> really like to. But doesn't he have a special or something coming impressions up? Late. Uh, oh yeah, he's doing something with Netflix. You're right. There you go. So it's still timely. He was doing Obama impressions last night. That's weird. <laughs> really? I was Were like, really? yes. I was literally like, I was practicing with my girlfriend some random impressions, and we were talking about how to do an Obama impression. And we were talking you about. Want to the, tell us what you've learned? Well, we were kind of trying to decide like what's the noise he does, and we we decided it was um. Uh, well, hello, yes. my, my fellow Americans. See that I'm getting a little bit Bush because we're all just looking at Bush. <laughs> you uh, did go into yeah, little. We will not tire. We will yeah. not fall. <laughs> but, but like Obama right, does yes, a, 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 uh, That's a good observation. Like a little bit of vocal fry in between, and he's he's uh, waiting on the next thing that he's going to say. Like he's yeah. buying it's, time it's without Frank saying. Frank Caliendo um, is the guy who. Frank Caliendo is the guy who uh, who gave the the bit of advice of he talk real slow at the beginning, speed it up at the end. And <laughs> talk it, real slow is, at the beginning, slow, and, huh? and and then you speed beginning? it up at the end. Uh, maybe yeah, you yeah. could add a little uh, uh, speed it up at the end. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice work, guys. <laughs> we should take this show on the road, man. Keep keep working on Madonna. it. All right. Um. Okay. So I did not know that John Krasinski was working on a movie. About imaginary friends, and it's called If. It uh, has a crazy voice cast that includes Matt Damon, Jon Stewart, Emily Blunt, Steve Carell, Ryan Reynolds, Aquafina, Vince Vaughn, I mean, Richard Jenkins, who I love, uh, Bobby Moynihan, Lou Gossett Jr., wow. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who, who Ooh, I love, too. There you go. And so it's about a young girl who starts seeing everyone's imaginary friends who've been left behind after their humans grow up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it I, sounds- I, I read that line this morning, and I was like, that, that's hurting. Aww, did it hurt your heart? heart? A little bit. Aww. A little bit. Because, you know, I think of Toy Story. Yeah. And the I, those got increasingly more emotional like the idea of watching the Andy grow up and all of that and it just started getting me and I know some of you out there have seen one of the trending bits of audio right now on Instagram reels is this you hear like Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond kind of sounds like Barack Obama <laughs> to infinity but then, and beyond yeah, and beyond he, uh, so you hear that and then you hear music I think from Maybe it's from Inside Out. It's sort of like this little mashup, but the point is what they show Donna oh, with this no. music set Daddy. is they say <laughs> they're showing pictures of laundry everywhere, of toys all over the floor, and it's essentially saying, like, someday the house will be clean and there won't be laundry everywhere and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I kid you not, Donna, it makes my chest physically ache because Aww. I'm like, son of a gun. Oh, I just can't. I can't. What? Why did you bring this up? 
Because it sounds like a good oh. movie. I think you should see it. it. No, I you will. Oh my gosh, cry. I will yeah, see it. Yeah, for sure. Are you going to see it with I, the kids? Uh, yes, I'll see it with the kids. Okay. It Donna, you got to see these videos on Instagram, though. I mean, you're like scrolling, and it's like, oh, an amazing trick shot. Here's a funny impression of a president. Boom. Your kids are going to leave you someday. And it's <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Ow, ow, it hurts my but you, what right you need inside to do of my nipple. It's, ew, uh, think about you're going to be empty nesters someday. You and Lou will have all the time in the world for one another. Your job will have been somewhat done. Not com- your ne- terminated. Oh, done. you mean my professional job or my parenting job? <clears throat> your parenting job like you okay. can be proud and then you're gonna have grandchildren it's gonna be great the kids your kids are always gonna be in your house every weekend I know, but there's this thing donna listen there's this thing though of they're only little once you know and so the i've heard i've t- spoken with parents who have both made me feel really optimistic about the future and how wonderful it is watching your children become adults and grow into who they are and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, in, in some cases, the joy of them becoming grandparents. I've heard them speak so optimistically about that. And other times, uh, just recently, I was with somebody a couple weeks ago, and I said, and what's it like now that you've got kids, you know, th- this person had like a junior in high school yeah. and someone and the other who had already left for college and was living away from home. And I believe the word that she said was, it's heartbreaking. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You cannot say No, it. you know what it is? I bet it's bittersweet. That's probably right, Donna. It's bittersweet. Because, also, though, ages, But, like, though, I know my days are numbered with... ages. Ki- yeah. Yeah. My concern is I know that my days are numbered with when kids want to snuggle. Right? When they're like, oh, dad's on the couch. We can put a show on. And they just want to, like, come grab oh. a blanket and snuggle with you, that is such like a precious thing. So I'm aware that that is a season and it's going to pass. Now let's go back to this. Don't you dare, Donna, (laughs) not on a Friday. How dare you? Um, uh, Quickly, Ellie, a day I listened to Butterfly Kisses. My parents used to say like, oh, this is an emotional song. And then everybody else makes fun of the song and they're like, it's pretty ham-fisted, heavy-handed. Like we get it, we're supposed to feel emotional. So I was like, let me just test drive this. Downloaded that thing. The first verse starts, I'm like, all right, whatever. This kind of reminds me of my parents listening to it. Then the second verse, I'm like, all right. <clears throat> Third verse hits, and I was suddenly, like, weeping in the car. Because it's full. It's, isn't much. it funny full how music circle. hits you in a way that, like, really surprises you? You know, my oh dad my will, like, every time he hears a song, no matter where he is or what he's doing, he will fully and physically cry if he hears the song Travel and Soldier by the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's a good one. It just is really one of those country songs that just sticks you, like, ooh, just like, we got soldiers, ooh, they fell in love, ooh, but he's at war, and you're just kind of going, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was right. a song by Lionel Richie, by the way, quick. that makes me cry every time. Sail yeah, away. Yeah, you always have one. Yep. All right. Back to Krasinski. Just the movie, that, that little log line of like, it's about a young girl who starts seeing everyone's imaginary <laughs> friends who have been left behind after their humans grew up. I think that there will be, that'll be wonderful opportunities for sentimentality and yeah. for comedy. And I think it's Make a really cute concept. <laughs> Yes. I, oh my gosh. I did not have an imaginary friend when I was a kid. Did you? I did for a brief time. I forget his name. Oh man. I'm the reason they're making this movie. 
Because his name's probably like Gil or something, and he's just sitting around like, where'd Steve go? Oh, sorry, He left Steve. me, he hasn't spoken to me in years. I had imaginary animals. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and I had my dog, who I played in the yard with and wrestled. A fake dog? Uh, no, 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 this dog. is my real dog. Oh, okay. Because I'd, like, like... I'd be like, all right, we need to bring her to a specialist. It's just a kid rolling around in the backyard. I'm playing with my dog. Like, oh, God. Um, other movies opening up this weekend. Uh, they both look really good to me. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which, of course, is based on Judy Bloom's 1970 coming-of-age novel of the same name. Margaret is a sixth grader. Do you have a sixth grader, Steve? Fifth? I do have a sixth grader. You do? Okay. So yeah. Margaret is a sixth grader who moves to the suburbs of New Jersey. Walk ahead. With her family. Um, so she has to make new friends. She has to navigate the beginning of puberty. Uh, so this looks really good. This is your girlfriend, Rachel McAdams, playing Margaret's mom. Kathy Bates plays the grandma. I watched the trailer and I'm like, I might just go see this today. It's out today. You and should. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking right about it. Right after the show, Donna. Why not? I got things to it's do. It's rainy. It's a perfect day to see a movie, though. You're right. You still I'm... got the dog at your house, Donna? Is that I sure do. On? Yeah, doggy's being picked up today. Okay. Sweet okay. girl. Oh, um, I have the spot remover. I told you I'd recommend you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yep. You could just text me. Uh, and the other movie out today is Big uh, George Foreman, which also looks great. It does look good. Yeah. It looks really, really good. So um, those are your choices. And lots of movies coming out this year. I mean, I cannot believe how many trailers are out. The Hunger Games um, prequel trailer is out today. That comes out in November, I believe, for Thanksgiving weekend. All sorts yeah, we're getting of stuff. a lot of these trailers right now because of that CinemaCon that's going on in Las Vegas where all the movie owners go and get wooed by yes, big celebrities and big right. studios. And so they're getting them all excited. But that's why if you feel like, boy, we've seen a lot of interesting teaser trailers and full-length trailers for movies that are a touch far out. Um, that's, that's why. why. Uh, real quick, yeah. uh, coming up at 10 o'clock, we want to hear from you. We want to know what is, in your opinion, the best song to sing along to in the car. You could send us an email, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com on uh, socials. I'm at Valentine Donna. You are at the Steve Patterson on Insta and Facebook. By the way, Donna, look at you getting all more active on Instagram. Just girlfriend. a little. I see it. It's I a slow it. roll. I'm getting there. Ellie, do you I have would so- like you Go ahead, I'm sorry. to not ever post a picture of yourself uh, on a toilet saying needed to get away from Steve for a little bit. <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Ellie, do you have, uh, what's your socials? Yeah, I appreciate the shout out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at ellieJ418. Uh, my name's Ellie Johnson. It's really hard to get a good Instagram handle. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yep. find me on Facebook too. I have two Facebooks. So search Ellie Johnson. Um, the, both of those are me. And yeah, friend me and, and hit me up. Awesome. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, if you see something, you should say something. Wow, Smokey Robinson is spilling on an affair that he had with another big name artist. Got that story on the way. Also, a first look at William and Kate in the Crown. We'll get to those stories when we come right back. On-
Hey guys, this is so fun. Aquarius Home Services three-day customer appreciation open house is back Friday, May 5th through Saturday, May 7th. I'm telling you, it's a huge blowout sale. Deals on Connecticut water treatment systems up to 30% off. New heating and cooling systems up to 25% off. Oh, and bring your water sample from your home or cabin for a free water analysis. Oh yeah, free pig roast. Come on, Little Canada at 694 and 35E. Details at AquariusHomeServices.com. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know what? It feels more like a Monday around here. Oh, describe that dynamic that you're feeling. Oh, just everything's falling apart. My screen oh. just went blank. It's oh, okay. No, it's all right, Steve. Thanks for your like empathy. Donna, I just like want to be here for you. I guess like on a personal level, but also <laughs> professionally today. Thank y'all. Uh, and my login isn't working. This is fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now it is. Okay. So I don't have the open. Uh, if you see something, you should say something. Blah 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 blah. Um, if you see something, then you should say something. There you go. I say love something. it. It's time for Donna and Steve's. If you see something, say something. That's oh. my Rocco. Wow, that was, <laughs> we really came through for you there. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We um, helped you out, Donna. All right, so Smokey Robinson did an interview with The Guardian, and he opened up about having had a year-long affair with Diana Ross while he was still married to his first wife, Claudette Rogers. He said, um, Diana and I were working together and it just happened, but it was beautiful. She was a beautiful lady and I love her right till today. She's one of my closest people. He goes on to say, she was young and trying to get her career together and I was trying to help her. I brought her to Motown. I wasn't going after her and she wasn't going after me. It just happened. Smokey said Diana eventually put a stop to it because she knew Claudette, and she also knew that Smokey still loved her. He just sort of justified the infidelity by saying he's learned with age that people are capable of loving more than one person at the same time, and that it's just been made taboo by society. It's our fault. It's not what commitment and loyalty is about, though. Exactly. Just because you want to do something doesn't mean you, you have to right. or should. Yeah, Ellie, speak, sister. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> speaking I was language. like, I know. I kind of was like, Don, are you trying to are you trying to rile me up on a Friday? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah here's yeah. the thing. First of all, um, Steve could go the... on for ten minutes on this, so I'm going <laughs> to hit the can. No. <laughs> I'll be back when no, he's I'm done. Going to. I'm just going to say, you know, I didn't exactly care for. Um, he was like it was nobody's fault like it was just it just happened um so you're trying to um justify that and just like it just what could we do we were powerless that's victim language instead of just owning your mistake right and i just don't like when he says like it was a beautiful thing my beef with that is um affairs are not beautiful affairs are destructive if you've ever been involved in one if you've ever seen one involved with one of your friends, I bet they weren't coming away like, wow, this is beautiful. It's a destructive thing that ends up happening. And so just like it was beautiful, I, I call beef on that. And then to go to loving more than one person, if I might finish with this, um, I don't think it's taboo. I don't, I don't think that, that we have made that 
taboo. I think that to Ali's point, um, commitment is a very different thing. So if you go on the whole thing of like, oh, but I have feelings, let me tell you something. I, I will see a woman in the next week or two that I might think is just as hot as my wife. Doesn't mean that it's like, oh, well, now, I mean, I just kind of got to go with that. Let's imagine Smokey Robinson says this during his vows. So then it's like, for richer or poor, in sickness and in health, and also, um, if I kind of just get some feelings for somebody else, then it will either be them or like both of you. But anyway, you get it. I do. Like, this is bullcrap. Nobody would fall for it. They, he's trying to glorify it. We're not trying to make a taboo. He's trying to glorify it. You want to be yanked around by your emotions all day? You will break commitments in your life left and right. That's why love is primarily a commitment first, not a feeling. And everybody, not everybody, a lot of people confuse it. And then it's like, oh, the feeling, the feeling isn't as strong as it used to be. That means I need to go somewhere else. Or maybe you need to commit. Maybe you need to love them more intentionally. Maybe you need to serve them a little bit more. It's not always about your own personal fulfillment and making sure that you have the dopamine release from what you expect out of a relationship all the time. They're work. They're hard. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes what they suck. Hey, Donna. <laughs> not much. Not much. I like oh, this God. soapbox, though. Yeah, I'm actually entranced. Oh, this, is a, uh, this is a good one. You guys can do a one-on-one. <laughs> People charge you 80 bucks an hour, though. Um, here's my other problem with this Smokey Robinson story. Um, don't, don't just blurt out things about Diana Ross that she has no control over what you're saying. Or, or do this to your wife, who maybe didn't want this, or your, your ex-wife, Claudette, who didn't, maybe didn't want this out. That's like, embarrassing. Yeah, it's like he's just randomly doing an interview with The Guardian. And, and you're really like trying to elevate this love story you have, that it's not a love story, and this other person is also involved in this situation. Maybe right. reading this and going, oh, it just happened. It was so beautiful. I was making you dinner at home that day. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Does she think it was beautiful? Um, let's let's play it out in a situation where there are uh, kids involved. Okay. I know that wasn't the case here, but like, do kids think it's beautiful that daddy's running around with another woman? Do they do they think right, so? It just feels right. like you're trying to use language. You're trying to manipulate the language of the story, which is if you're getting if you're in favor of it, cool. But don't say like just say I think it's okay for us to break commitments with people. But don't, you know, the old don't pee on me and tell me that it's raining kind of a thing. Yeah. Did Judge yeah. Judy say something like that? Or yeah. Or was it spit on no, me? No. I don't want to be spit on or peed on, for the record. Okay. But, Sounds good. Um, yeah, it's uh, like, I don't buy it. And again, I say all this as a very imperfect man who has caused all sorts of damage in my own marriage and relationship. And so I come from a place of like, I'm not trying to throw stones in a glass house. But it's like, look, if you've... If you've seen stuff up close and this kind of hurt, this glorification yeah. of it as just, oh, it's a passionate love story. And I feel like we, the consumer, sometimes are to blame because we love going to the tabloid and reading about whatever the new sex scandal is or the affair. And it's like, forget, there are real people with Behind real these, hearts yeah. and real emotions uh, that are actually involved in these. Preach. I don't want to. I'm sick of hearing myself talk. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next story. Uh, Netflix has released first look images uh, yesterday of Prince William and Kate Middleton in the sixth and final season of The Crown. Okay, so both of the roles are played by TV newcomers. There's a young man named Ed McVeigh. He's 23. He's taking on the role of William in the later episodes of the sixth season. He is a recent drama school graduate with London stage experience. 
Then we have a 19-year-old woman named Meg Bellamy. She was cast as Kate Middleton after submitting an audition tape following a casting call on social media. So this upcoming season... Isn't that cool? Very cool. Very cool. Because, I mean, the acting on this series is fantastic. I mean, everyone who's played Princess Diana, everyone who's played the Queen for the most part, um, has been great, has been really, really great. So this season is going to uh, see Prince William starting at university in St. Andrews. He wants to lead as normal a life as possible while he still can. And also beginning life as a university student is Kate Middleton uh, from Berkshire. And as the pair meet for the first time on campus, a new romance and a new future for the crown begins. I'm in. Oh. Ellie, you watching? You know, I watched some of the like early seasons of The Crown. My issue is, like, the closer you get to what's happening around right now, the less I care, the less I want to see it dramatized. And also, I feel like you lose a little bit of that critique, the analysis, the step back and frame this story against our like contemporary day mm-hmm. kind of feeling that I appreciated mm-hmm. about the first season. Now it feels like, oh, I have to watch something about Harry and Meghan again, and it's not even them. That's kind of like where I'm at at this point. I, that, you know, that's an interesting I take. You. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. totally appreciate that. I, however, am going to be glued to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched since season... Watched, I think I started like two episodes of season three, and we really enjoyed season one and two, and then just didn't... It got a little bit slow. I tried it twice. Some people know what I'm talking about here. I tried it twice. Late at night, and Lou fell asleep. My wife fell asleep both times, and then it was like, okay, I don't want to go down this royal road right. alone, and, well, and may, I, I need to start it earlier. Also... Dark, smoky, you know, there's mice. Everything. You're like setting the scene of comfort. It's cold and damp. It's just really. Yeah, wait, we're all waiting on pins and needles. Does she think this is a good thing? Right? (laughs) Just visually, it just looks like it's a very foggy. Donna, this is another one of Donna's <laughs> reviews that go on the poster, The Crown. It's dark, smoky, there are mice. <laughs> Donna Valentine, My Talk 1071. Thanks for the blurb. We'll take a break. Uh, thanks for back, everything, Ellie. Some... Ellie, thank you so much. Oh, for yes, thanks work. for having me this week. Great job. All right. Music.